Hello my friends, this is astrologer DK Brainerd, and you are listening to the Stars for the People Astrology Podcast for the week of August 9th, 2010. Stick around, we're going to talk about solar activity ramping up in the Northern Hemisphere. We're also going to say goodbye to the karmic quickening a.k.a. the Outer Planetary Pressure Cooker, a.k.a. the Cardinal Cluster, I can't say the rest of it. And um, we're also going to talk about the new moon in Leo happening on Monday, August 9th, which may be the very day you're listening to this. But if you're not, never fear, because new moons have a sphere of influence that expands outward up until the next full moon, which will be the full moon in Pisces coming on, oh, I want to say the 23rd or so, um, so you can still take advantage of this information. And we may even look at the Mercury retrograde that's coming up on August 20th if we get a chance. I'm going to be taking a little time off next week, as I like to do in the month of August. It's my daughter's birthday, fourth birthday, and uh, I'm planning on making a quick trip to New Orleans for her birthday party. She's very excited about this birthday party. At one point, she was asking for a stage to be constructed inside the house. Um, I'm not sure if that that, that uh, contractual demand may have gone out the window, replaced by a ladybug slash dinosaur lunchbox. That changes day by day. But anyway, she's really excited about being four, and then she's going to come up and... Um, be able to hang out with me for a while up in Michigan and take advantage of, uh, we're going to do some, hopefully do some swimming in the lake, lots of swimming in the lake, splashing, building of sand castles and that sort of thing. So I'm going to take a little time off and uh, if I get, if I get to it, I'll give you an advance warning on the Mercury retrograde, but if not, um, sign up for the free weekly stars newsletter. If you haven't on the website, and um, I'll always keep you up to date there. <clears throat> so first, let's start off and let's say goodbye to the erstwhile cardinal climax. Now, we had a little contest on the website and on, on the Facebook page this week to rename it. And we had three grand winners who were um, Divine Harmony of California, Jessica of Chicago, and Joellen, and I'm not sure where Joellen is from yet, but um, uh, the winning entries were the Karmic Quickening, that was Harmonies, the Outer planner, outer Planetary Pressure Cooker, that was Joellen's, and Jessica's was probably my favorite of all, but the one that I probably won't really use in print, the Cardinal Cluster, rhymes with the sound that a chicken makes. Um, and, you know, what we were talking about is like, hey, the Cardinal Climax kind of sounds like we're all going to, you know, come to some sort of orgasmic um, experience of fulfillment and satisfaction. But that's not really the way most of us have been experiencing this energy. And when I'm saying goodbye to the outer planetary pressure cooker, it's not like it's really going away. Uh, we've still got Saturn opposite Jupiter. we still got Saturn square Pluto coming up. Um you know, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, and um, 
Pluto are still going to be on and off in aspect with each other up through 2011. So it hasn't totally gone away. You know, it's going to keep coming back with us. But I do believe that this past week was the sort of single most intense passage. Um, and that, and in a way, that started way back at the um, at the summer solstice and the Cancer Capricorn eclipses that we had in June and July as well. So we're sort of just ending a, a major chapter. And as we're getting ready to go into the Mercury retrograde, which starts on the 20th, but again, uh, Mercury begins to slow down dramatically in the week before that. So you know, we'll start to feel those effects even leading up to the 20th. It really feels sort of like a turning point with this energy. And, um, you know, like I said in the August video forecast, anything could still happen. We're still in um, <clears throat> a major time of transition. You know, obviously a lot of changes going on in the world, a lot of changes going on within ourselves. But um, we made it through, you know, this super intense passage and knock on wood, the stock market seems to still be in existence. Um, you know, most of us still have a roof over our heads and, um, you know, I think it's important to honor ourselves for going through these intense times of energy and, you know, not completely losing, losing it, not completely like cracking and going off on people and, and, you know, all the other things we can do when we're under stress. So, um, Divine Harmony, who is the grand prize winner with the karmic quickening, is actually a fellow astrologer, and, and you can Google her and, and um, you know check out her blog, and, and she has several websites online. But she actually wrote an, an article about why she calls it the karmic quickening, and um, you know I thought that was the just the super appropriate name for this energy period that we're going through, and, and what Harmony says in the article is that this is a time and when we get these outer planets often called the transpersonal planets the outer planets act on us they force us to change they force us to grow so these are things that happen that are sort of outside of our personal control and when we get this huge lineup of outer planets you know pretty much everybody but neptune has been in the mix here um we're put under a tremendous amount of pressure to grow and change and and harmony's take on this which i I also strongly believe in is that, you know, and, and another, uh, another one of our astro friends over on the, um, Facebook fan page said, you know, the ghosts are leaving the machine. Um, and that's what it really feels like is that this energy has been pushing old buried trauma and the, you know, sort of deep blocks that we have that are often come from family patterns that, you know, our inherited experience of our mother and father's frustration and what they inherited from their grandparents. And, you know, some of these things even just encoded in our DNA um, from a couple thousand years or, or more of, of abuse and, and war and striving and suffering and all the things that the human race has gone through, um, you know, in its evolution. Or some people would say devolution, but that's a different that's a different podcast. What these outer planets have been doing has been forcing that stuff to the surface. So all the things that we've repressed or ignored, you know, I totally hate my job. I hate my job, but I feel like I have to do it because stepping out and doing something else would be too terrifying. You know, um, you know, 
you know, um, all all of the all of those sorts of things like relationship stuff, and and we're seeing a lot of people transitioning. You know, a lot of people moving on from this planet and moving on to the next level. Um, a lot of people transitioning from work. I've had a tremendous, proportionately, just a staggering amount of clients in the last few weeks that have been coming to me saying, "I'm quitting my corporate job because I don't love it, and I want to do what I love." You know, and I'm I'm looking for permission, and I need some some validation that I can make this happen. And I feel like that's you know we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but that's what this time is about for all of us is that we can no longer afford to stifle ourselves, to stuff our anger, um, to stuff our passion, and you know experience it as cancer and as heart disease and as the Gulf oil spill and as horrible noise pollution, you know, pretty much anywhere you live in an urban area, um, air pollution, water pollution, we can't afford that anymore, you know, and this is what the, the karmic quickening or the outer planetary pressure cooker is bringing to us in a positive sense. So as we say goodbye to this super intense passage, I just want to encourage you to tune in, you know, this week and next week, especially, and notice you know, Venus has just moved into Libra, so Venus is in the cardinal, on that cardinal cross now, bringing, ideally bringing some healing goddess energy, you know, and, and the way we access goddess energy is by stopping from do, 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 you know, that male sort of, I've got to attack it and defeat it mentality, and tuning in and listening, you know, and getting out in nature and, and um, going for walks, getting close to the water listening to beautiful music, you know, enjoying beauty. Venus is the goddess, the patron of beauty. Um, and ideally, Venus is bringing us this awareness of what we've learned. So a lot of times when we're going through these intense outer planet crunches, you know, we're aware that we're suffering. We're aware that we're being asked to let go. We may even feel some of these old traumas surfacing, and that can be very painful. You know, let's not kid ourselves about that. And, and, you know, ideally we feel them moving out of our bodies and moving out of our emotional bodies. But it can be hard to um, find our faith or optimism in, in what comes next when we're in that process of releasing. And that's what I feel like, you know, let's say goodbye to that. Um, if the work's ongoing, you know, let's let's um, be present to it. But there's definitely a shift in the energy that's happening this week where... You know, it's going to continue to be intense. Um, if we've got a lot of karma that we haven't worked through, then that's going to continue to come up. But there's also this shift toward, okay, let's let it go. Let's honor it, and then let's formalize it, ritualize it, be through with it, so that we can start to open up that space for, okay, I'm not going to do what I hate anymore, but what do I love? And I believe that that, you know, there's a really strong chance that... If you don't know what it is you love or if it's time to tune into the next sort of specific level of um, how do I maximize what I love, how do I do more of what I love, that energy is out there waiting to come to us. And we may not be able to implement it immediately because of this Mer- Mercury retrograde that's coming up, but that's okay. Once you Once you see what it is, once you see where you're going, once you feel, have that inner alignment of, yes, this is what I love to do. Um, you know, it's there for you. So I've been having that alignment lately with uh, what I'm doing with the website. And I'm, I'm so excited about this new program that I have coming up. And I'm, I want to take another 
take this week off with my daughter and, and um, you know, next week and, and just uh, really sort of uh, reflect on where I'm at before I, I start making announcements about it. And there's, there's a lot of building that's still left to do. But, um, you know, it's such a great feeling when and I love writing horoscopes. I love communicating to you about astrology. You know, I love doing readings. I love working with people and, and experiencing that flow of divine energy that happens when, when you're in sacred space with somebody. And I love watching people's lives change in such a positive way, you know. Um, got some new testimonials up on the site, and it's just, wow, man, it's so exciting to be a part of that. But there's also a part of me that is very... Um, you know, always wants to be doing something new. What's the next level of it? And so it's great when that next level clicks in, you know, and I feel like that, that energy is out there for all of us, but you have to let go of the old first. You have to really make that intention to say, okay, man, I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of this hurting me. I'm going to do whatever it takes to let this go, to move through it. And a lot of times pop, that's where the divine inspiration shows up of, oh yeah, of course, this is what I love to do. Of course, there's a need for that. Wow, I wonder why I didn't see that before. Well, of course, the reason we didn't see it before is because, you know, when we're trapped in that ego space of hanging on for dear life and, and I'm not going to change, change is scary, you know, then we can't see it, even if it's right in front of our nose. So bye-bye, um, cardinal, planetary, pressure cooker, quickening, crucifixion cross thingy and um you know thanks for coming thanks for all your help and uh, let's move on okay so new moon in leo on monday august 9th you know leo is about our creative experience of life it's about being that child life like innocent self it's about nobility and generosity and giving and, and really shining like the sun. And I want to talk about the I'll talk about that in a second too. So wherever Leo shows up in your chart, you know, remember that new moons are always the end of an old cycle. And, and um, even though the new moon is the promise of a new beginning in that area of your life, and so for for all of us in some way, this is concerned with our ability to really radiate um, light energy, you know, light heat passion, creativity, fire, 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 fire. Um, okay. Sorry. That was going back to the, uh, nineties, I guess a little beavis and butthead. Um, but so wherever this shows up in your chart, you know, wherever Leo is in your chart, what you want to look for is what is the part of myself that, that I, it's time to let go of? What are the behaviors, the attitudes, the actions that it's time to let go of regarding my creativity? Regarding my ability to be childlike, to face the world with that joyful, immediate, you know, present moment enthusiasm that, that children have, that makes children so attractive to us. And speaking of the sun, um, I, I had a, uh, a question on Facebook this week that I did not have the answer to, and I don't have the exact question in front of me, but... Um, somebody asked, you know, what's what's going on with the with the sun spots or the sun activity, and I just got a, a message from Philip Sedgwick, who's an outer planet astrologer out in Arizona, I believe, 
And Phil's the author of The Galactic Times. If you're into that kind of thing, um, you know, Phil has some good insights and, and sort of has a different take on, on astrology than than a lot of the, the other stuff out there. Phil says, if you live in northern latitudes, no doubt you're well aware of the effects of tremendous solar activity of late. If you've not been able to see the stunning auroral displays or have not had them forwarded to you in emails, likely you've been feeling the effects and just didn't know it. Have you been impatient, restless, itching to do something but you can't figure out what it is, extra edgy, feeling like you need to clear invisible cobwebs off your skin, wanting to bark at everything you perceive is in your way, do you hear static electricity crackling around you? These are common effects of when highly charged solar energy reaches Earth. Um, the mind might be tired and the body needs activity, or the body might be dragging and the mind won't shut off. It happens with these energies. Sedgwick says this is the culmination, uh, we're approaching the culmination of the sun's 11-year activity cycle, which is, will happen sometime in 2011. And, um, you know, his advice, the best thing to do is get outside, lean against a tree, which, as I may have remarked on this program before, was the um, is a time-honored method for treating lunatics, it's tying them to a tree. I think they used to do that in the old Puritan um, settlements in the United States. And boy, I'm sure they had some lunatics. You know, there's nothing like uh, nothing like a little repressive religion to create lunatics in your society. But um, yeah, put your back up against a tree for five minutes, very grounding. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to live near a sweet little lake up here in Michigan, and today, you know, today was a wow. Today was a it wasn't like a rough one, like the cardinal cluster bleep kind of energy. Um, you know, where it just felt like being attacked from all sides at once. It was just I felt hazy and spacey and unable to focus and kind of like, yeah, kind of like my skin was crawling and I wanted to go to sleep, but I was restless inside. So, you know, my thing is go down and dip in the lake. That works for me. Find out what works for you and recognize that, you know, I, I think for a lot of us, there can be a tendency to say, I'm feeling bad. I'm not feeling up to my best. What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? You know, you're probably not doing anything wrong. You're probably not probably don't have mono you're probably not having seizures you know it's just really intense high energy so take care of yourself do good things for yourself very important i think that's all i had on the agenda here um you know mercury's going retrograde in virgo mercury is the ruler of virgo so mercury in virgo is extremely strong in his own sign and what we can probably expect that to translate to is that we'll have a very strong Mercury retrograde. But like I said in the August video forecast, you know, I think it's really time for this. And I usually say this or write this to you at the beginning of every retrograde. But, um, you know, maybe this time we could all really take this advice. When I take this advice, it really, really, really helps, which is, the Mercury retrograde is a built-in me planetary mechanism. It happens three times a year for roughly a month each time. So it's a quarter of the year or so that we're in a Mercury retrograde. And Mercury is the archetype of rational mind thinking, communication, also um, governs commerce, transportation, electronics, 
you know, all kinds of stuff, biz, uh, contracts between people. When Mercury goes retrograde three times a year, it's an opportunity for us to mentally slow down, look within. So wherever Virgo shows up in your chart, that's the house or area, life area that, you know, this is going to happen in. If you're a Leo, um, Virgo would be your solar second house. So that's going to be about money, finances. You know, if you're a Taurus, Virgo's your fifth house. Um, that's going to be about your creativity, your children, um, your romantic affairs. Yeah, let's do Aquarius. If you're Aquarius, um, Virgo would be your eighth house. So eighth house is about other people's money agreements, sex power and money that you share with other people. Also about the psyche, the soul. What are the patterns that are going on deep inside you that are asking to be recognized? And what this gives us is the opportunity to really stop pushing forward. You know, we're such a, we're such a growth oriented society. And, um, James Hillman, the great archetypal psychologist calls it the sort of the, the heroic ego, you know, the, the Western ego is, has been overtaken by the archetype of the hero. And we always, you know, we're always striving for this ideal of perfection and, and, um, it's always, you know, stronger, faster, better, more, more, more supersize it. And what Mercury retrograde is telling us is that, you know, that's not where we're always supposed to be going. There are times, there are seasons in life where this is a time to look within. This is a time to, you know, to reflect backwards in that area of my life. So if you're a Leo, you know, what's been going on in my money area for the last little while? And wherever this shows up in your chart, you know, it's it's really easy to find out where Virgo is in your chart, at least in your solar chart. Um, just find your sign and then count the number of signs to Virgo, and that's where that's the house it is. So if you're a Pisces, you know, you're going to count to Virgo, that's seven signs. Virgo is your seventh house. So that's about relationships. So for Pisces, this Mercury retrograde is going to be, you know, the question you want to ask yourself is how, what's going on in my relationships? How am I doing? How are they working for me? What have I learned over the past three years, especially? And, and the reason I say three years, this is for everybody is because Saturn has been in the sign of Virgo for approximately the last three years. And Saturn, as the planet of structure, teaches us how we're structuring, how we're doing as far as structuring that area of our life. So we've all just gone through this intense series of lessons. Now what the Mercury retrograde can do for us in that area of our life is say, hey, you know, let's go back and kind of take stock of this. So let's, um, you know what happened, but let's really formalize it. Let's, let's sit down and make some lists. Virgos love making lists and organizing things. You know, let's make some lists about it. Let's, uh, let's get it down in, in black and white so that you can actually see the progress that you've made. You know, maybe actually see if you're a Leo, for example, what are some of the money things that I didn't manage to take care of over the last three years, even though I kept getting these repeated messages about it. You know, I improved in this area, this area, and this area, but Oh yeah, there's still that kind of one outstanding area about money that that I need to work on. That's the that's what you know the perfect use for these Mercury retrogrades. And if we can and we can, you know, if we choose to say, okay, 
for that next month, so basically August 15th through September 15th, you know, I'm not going to stop going to work. I'm not going to stop um, working out or, or being in my relationship or, or, you know, doing the things that I do with my life. But I'm just going to set us, I'm going to consciously slow down and say, I know things aren't going to move forward at their normal speed during this period. So I'm going to use that opportunity to relax, to breathe. You know, Mercury is also the trickster archetype. So maybe I'm going to play a little bit more, play around with some things, experiment with some things, you know, see what works and what doesn't work. And I promise you from experience, if you go into the Mercury retrograde with that mindset, you will have so much less frustration. You know, Mercury retrogrades are always going to be frustrating at times, but it's so much less frustrating when you're taking a, um, when you're aligning yourself with the energy rather than fighting it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be gone next week, but I will be back on the, I believe it's the 23rd. As the sun moves into Virgo, we'll be in the Mercury retrograde, so we can talk more about it then. And in the meantime, you know, if you haven't signed up for the uh, weekly mailing list, you know, please go ahead and sign up. I'll keep you updated of anything special that's coming up. And until next time, this is astrologer DK Brainerd saying, "May you go with the stars."